0: chris
1: so i've been watching iron fist lately on netflix it just came out and man has haven't superheroes like really kind of overtaken our multimedia lately
0: superheroes are everywhere i swear it's becoming like like csi (laughs) spinoffs uh you got like i mean what you've got the the whole berlanti verse sort of taken out so you've got you know Superhero, dark and brooding city. You've I'm sorry, superhero- Berlanti verse. Ber- Ber- sorry, uh, <laughs> the CW shows are all produced by Greg Berlanti. Ah, uh-huh. uh, so so the, so there's of all there are very many names. So we call it the CW verse. Sorry, that might be a little confusing for people who aren't intimately familiar with the production of all these superhero shows. <laughs> so you have the CW verse. You got you know uh, CW verse dark and dreary city. you got CW verse bright and sunny city. You've got CW verse in space. Actually time, but space. And you've got CW verse now alternate dimension. It's kind of like Miami, New York, Las Vegas, <laughs> more or less. So uh, how
1: long until you think Law & Order is going to have Law & Order... Special Powers Unit or something. Whoa. like that. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I am I am really surprised that 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 hasn't come up with. And that's just CSI that's just Krypton. One. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I mean, we've already got that the powerless uh, sitcom right now, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's not tied to any universe though, right? That's not. No, no. They basically, they
0: basically, yeah, they, it's DC. Um, well, is it? Yeah it it takes place. It's like Bruce Wayne's cousin is the is their boss at this like sort of almost like early, one of the early episodes that almost gets shut down. It's like some worthless R and D branch. Of is that Wayne NBC? Tech. I think it's on NBC. Yeah. Cause okay.
1: Uh, NBC, NBC tried it with Constantine, which is also DC. So I guess NBC has some kind of deal with Warner brothers or whatever, when it comes to doing some of these DC shows, cause they tried Constantine and, on their network it failed it probably would have done a lot better on the CW
0: yeah but the CW wasn't wasn't quite they weren't quite there yet when Constantine was premiered I think it was still just they they were starting to be there
1: I think it premiered around the same time as The Flash
0: right um but yeah so yeah it's about the same time as The Flash but it was it wasn't quite it was still kind of an experiment on the CW and now it's sort of grown into you know four nights a week on cw you've got superheroes Um, oh
1: goodness that's a lot
0: that's a lot and you've got powerless on nbc then marvel's got agents of shield on abc with inhumans coming in the fall wait you mean so inhumans was not a movie not a movie
1: it's not a movie But it's an actual show because I'm sitting here waiting for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get canceled. I thought it got canceled.
0: No, hasn't been canceled yet.
1: Uh, I see. I see. This kind of shows where I am because I'm more picky when it comes to my television. I don't watch a lot of American television. I watch a lot more anime. And while I started, like I was watching Arrow for a while. I was watching The Flash. I did watch the first two seasons of Agents. Like, I tried all of these shows. And in the end, I ended up giving up on all of them because they were so inundated with typical network television bullcrap, repeated drama. You'd right. have characters that failed to properly grow. You'd have just... So, you get kind of get sick of that.
0: So pretty much all those shows I've mentioned, they're... They're stuck in this weird place Mm
1: -hmm. where they
0: have to straddle the needs of the traditional model while trying to appear to the sort of the geekier viewer who has found Netflix, who has found things like, you know, anime is one example, um, or British shows like Doctor Who that air shorter seasons with tauter storytelling, um... And so you sort of, you're you're like, you're crossed out. And also Cable now. Cable has largely adopted, I feel, the the British model at this point. Um, The short seasons, the more, the tighter storytelling in between episodes, heavier serialization. Where these shows are, they're keeping it pretty heavily serialized. But they're not quite developing them. They're not quite developing them as streamlined because they still need to fit the traditional model where the network's going to air this show for as many years as it takes to get as many episodes as they need to sell it to TBS, TNT, whoever, yeah. who's going to syndicate it. And then they make money in perpetuum for the syndication rights on the show because it made it, but it needs to make 100 episodes or 150 episodes in order to get there. And, and that's the thing, they but... need to be able to air overseas, and they need to be able to air out of order without totally screwing up the audience.
1: And from what I understand, for example, Legion's on FX, right? So it's not like Gotham on Fox. Legion is on FX. And oh, I forgot about I've Gotham. Heard... Oh. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry that you mentioned Gotham.
1: You guys stuck with that longer than I. Like I know you and your wife stuck with that longer than I did.
0: Uh, I I don't even know if I finished.
1: I think I I watched the first half of the first season, and that might have been it. I couldn't deal with. It was still the first season when he was working for Arkham Asylum, right?
0: I mean, basically Gotham. Yeah, Gotham. Yeah, he was still in. He was working at Arkham Asylum first. So that was the first
1: season. I didn't even. I, I watched half the season and I was done the the guy who plays the penguin was not worth the rest of it i uh, he was really the best part of the show and i heard people talking about oh they have the joke like the, you 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 no, told me poison ivy has like she starts out as this like 10 year old girl and then just ages boom
0: boom we aged her because poison ivy has to be sexy listen this is yeah. this is what this is what gotham is gotham is the alternate universe where batman never actually needs to exist because all of his villains have been out for 10 years already and they've all gotten taken down and killed or whatever else through infighting and jim gordon and we don't actually ever need batman. Bruce Wayne gets to just be a billionaire playboy with some deep-seated emotional issues. That's that's what Gotham uh, is, I think.
1: Oh, uh, that's that's a damn shame like the original pitch of Gotham, like, I forget what it was originally supposed to be, but I do know the original pitch was supposed to be no Bruce Wayne whatsoever, and it's just supposed to be, you know, Jim Gordon, pre-Batman, minimal supernatural villain threat kind of a deal. Yeah. And and, and they, that sounds like a great idea. That sounds like CSI Gotham. I mean,
0: come on. Well, well and what happened was, I feel like what happened, the, the beginning of the first season... Followed through mostly on that on that promise. It was there was Bruce Wayne. Ooh, involved, it was still poorly but the, though. But it was the you didn't have any of your prime supervillains popping up. They borrowed a couple of you know C list D list villains that they could use for stories. Um,
1: well, but I, mean, I think what happened
0: was the show was too boring. It was it wasn't exciting uh... enough without it's what's all it is is just a cop show that like what it's just a it's just a cop show if you don't have the riddler and you don't have the penguin and you don't have all these other guys and so
1: and you know what you're you're right in a lot of ways because you're right if you're not the only way that's appealing is if you are a fan of the comics or of the movie universe and you do want to see okay let's see jim gordon before the Batman. Let's see Jim Gordon leading up to that stuff. Even though Jim Gordon has his nine hundred two one zero girlfriend romance drama, that just network right. t- it's network TV stuff.
0: And, um, and we'll end up making Barbara Gordon crazy, um, like crazy. You may you didn't get to the real crazy. Probably she's crazy.
1: You mean the the person he wasn't married to yet?
0: Yeah who is Ugh. presumably sup- supposed to be his wife, unless they're going to, like... Which I think I think the maiden name and all that is correct. Anyway, what... Yeah. It was not done... If it had been a sort of labor of love out of the comics, where we take, here's, like, all this great... Here's all this great backstory... And like Gotham we,
1: PD, I think it is. I think the line yeah. of comics is Gotham PD or something.
0: Yeah, they, they could have done something with it. They didn't go there. Instead, it just became... I, like I said, I didn't make my wife watch it, but, like... For example, there is one sequence... Oh, Azrael. Do you remember Azrael from the comics at all?
1: I remember him from the Arkham games. He appeared in Arkham Knight and Arkham uh,
0: City. Anyway, so he's basically, like, 90s edgy Batman who takes over for Batman when Batman gets his spine broken. Yeah. Um, so what they did in and there's that whole order of Dumas or whatever and yeah uh, so they made the order of Dumas the bad guys um they made Azrael into they imbued oh my gosh they imbued the like memories of this ancient warrior into the mind of the mayor of the city who was dead that they resurrected from the dead. The, the, okay, he stop was,
1: talking. Stop talking. Because <laughs> you know then, what I love? And loved? then anyway, I, I, I after this whole big... just Falcone-based. Come on.
0: After this whole big thing where he's... And then he can't die, basically. like He's practically invincible because he's been brought back from the dead. So, and then there's all this stuff. And then Penguin blows him up with a rocket launcher. And that's how they beat him.
1: Wow, well, I'm so glad I stopped watching the show.
0: Yeah, so, I had could, bad you,
1: feelings really early on,
0: but like, if you want to like, oh. if you want to have a few beers and have a good laugh with your friends, Gotham Then watch Street Fighter
1: the movie. I exactly,
0: <laughs> uh, might be worth that. It's it's gone so over the top. Um, I, I I have stopped watching at this point, but but the other end of the Fox spectrum. Is on FX, like you mentioned, Legion, which is, this is a the... complete revelation of a wonderful, amazing superhero show.
1: But here's the thing about FX, because this is the channel that does American. There's Fox, and then there's FX, which is owned by Fox, but they're the ones that do like the American Horror Story. They did Justified. Um, they d- was no, that was AMC that did Breaking Bad. But that's the thing. Like FX seems to do this more riskier stuff, and then yes. Fox is just. And maybe it's because Fox is regular old. We can't even pay for cable, but at least we can get Fox. I mean,
0: yeah, oh, that's where, that's where you're getting in. Where you're this is the what's become the the cable end of, and FX is one of the stations I think is moving. It's always tried to have content that sort of skated on the edge of what the premium channels like HBO and, and Showtime yeah. offer. Um, so that's what, that's what you're getting with with Legion is you're getting this like, what if Stanley Kubrick directed a a superhero <laughs> An X-Men show. film? Oh yeah, my God, yeah. that is
1: the most unique way I've heard it placed. And holy crap, now I really want to watch this show. Like, I haven't, w- well, I've always planned it. I just, I'm waiting for it so I can binge it on, like, I don't know, the website, on Netflix. Somehow I want to be able to binge this show.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to watch the whole thing over again when it's, after the end of the season, wherever wherever it ends up, Netflix or or somewhere. Um, hopefully that's on Netflix.
1: That's a good sign. To, that I
0: don't have to actually buy it. <laughs>
1: the season's not done and you're like I need to rewatch this once it's done like I need to go well, back to the beginning
0: well they're doing um they do this great stuff with it's one of these you know reality bending um the first like the first episode for example is
1: well hold on hold on I, on. I really want to know as little as possible going in I
0: mean, I mean this is a little possible The first, like for example the first episode and this is not a spoiler, there's no clear chronology to the events in the first episode specifically. And then there's also, there's some some of that in later episodes. Um, but now having seen, having seen some of these memories and other things revisited in later episodes, I want to watch the first episode again and see if I can actually make sense out of it. a kind of thing where... Um, It's really um, the, yeah, it's like Stanley Kubrick crossed with Wes Anderson on LSD or something.
1: (laughs) Which in some ways is just those guys being those guys.
0: Yeah, it's beautifully shot. Um, They have lots of great shots, great sequences that just come out of nowhere, but are fit perfectly. Um, the reason I think the reason I say Wes Anderson is because it has this aesthetic. How, are you familiar with, like, the Royal Tenenbaums or any of I've those? I've s-
1: not seen many of his films, but I have seen a couple. I think um, he...
0: The Life Aquatic. Uh,
1: okay, The Life Aquatic, because that's, that's what I was going to say. He also did something else I saw, but I can't recall. He's the kind of guy where it's like, oh, I want to see his movies, but I never get around to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he has this sort of a lot of the his films have this this look about them where is this supposed to be in the 60s or the 70s but this is kind of this the element seems modern and this element seems vintage and Legion borrows some of that where you're not even sure when this is all taking place That's so it's um but yeah Legion is um you know, so of the of the two superhero shows I've been watching recently, uh, other than the the sort of the TV stuff, uh, uh, Flash, Arrow, Shield, all of that, uh, Legion is really uh, just inventive and creative, and it's just a real like I said, it's like a revelation in superhero television. The other one I've been watching is Iron Fist.
1: I was going to say, you know what, I wonder if part, because not just in comparison with the other Netflix Marvel shows, but perhaps because people have been watching Legion as it airs, and there's been nothing, every episode I've heard nothing but good. Um, There's never been an episode where people are like, okay, this week was kind of lame. Just every episode, people are just like, oh my god, this show. This show is great, and... You come, and then you go to Iron Fist, and Iron Fist, it's maybe a step above the CW shows. And I say that because it also has the, you lied to me, we were just trying to protect you. And yet, (laughs) it deals with that 90210 drama so much better than the 800 times arrow does it let alone that it comes up on the flash and i haven't watched legends of tomorrow i haven't watched supergirl because by time season two of flash ended i was done with it all i had stopped watching arrow i was like okay i'm still watching flash at least and then the last episode of flash happened in season two and i just i don't care I don't care about the Berlanti verse now. I just. I don't. Evidently, there was a musical episode recently.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, running a few episodes behind, and I, I haven't caught that yet.
1: I am Feel free
0: to say mean things about it because you're a mean person. and was you don't there, know how to love a good thing.
1: Was that. <laughs> well, I mean, hell. I mean. Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a musical episode, and it's one of the best episodes of television history, evidently. I don't think I've still seen it. I think it's, like, season six or something. I missed it. But that's the thing. Like, you have... If you say, like, oh, yeah, the Flash and Supergirl had this, like, musical episode, it's like, Buffy did it. So I can't be as amused yeah, or impressed.
0: I get that. I think one of the things I would wonder is again we're comparing you know arrow has to stand up against daredevil um at least the first 1.5 seasons of daredevil i will confess
1: season one of daredevil ruined the cw because after that happened i had to finish watching i think season two of dare of arrow and it's like man this just is not as good in comparison
0: Right, and so I think I think that there is, like you were saying about comparing, you know, Iron Fist and Legion for a lot of people. There's there is that element where we. It's one of my catchphrases, by the way. There is this oh. element. That says the element. Is my it's my catchphrase. You can call me that. I'm gonna the change element. my my PSN gamer tag to the element. That's um, amazing, actually. I love that. No, uh,
1: no, no. <laughs> that sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> it's great anyway, where where if we were watching if and I'm not this is not necessarily an excuse for these shows or anything like that, but if, if we were watching flash and Arrow as they are now 10 years ago, we would have probably like I can see the flaws I still, I enjoy the shows. Um, I can I can see the, the issues and, and the flaws in them. Um, and some of the devices get tiring, and some of the characters get tiring. Um, but I feel like we would; these would be like, you know, top-notch revolutionary shows compared to what we were watching ten years ago. Now, obviously, things have gotten better, and they've had the opportunity to get better. And they haven't necessarily, in some ways. I
1: think you're right, and I think you're wrong. Because the thing is, like, of course, more than 10 years ago, because 10 years ago was what, 2007? I feel like if you really want to kind of trace the changes in modern television, like the first two shows that really made a huge change in American television were Lost and 24. They both appeared roughly the same time. Lost introduced... I mean, they both introduced serial storylines again. Like, they're both serial right. storylines in major network television shows. And I feel like people remembered what it's like. Okay, now we have, like, what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen? Like, it, it, it gets away from the procedural, from the rerun-friendly uh, episodes right. where and there's always that, a status quo.
0: Yeah, I think that's where, see, I could, I would compare these shows to something more like Alias or Buffy or Angel where you had a Monster of the Week? Because they still had the... Right, Right, exactly. You had a of the week. You had a a 20 episode arc and inside of that arc you would do Monster of the Week and then you would maybe have 5 minutes of advancing the arc and then maybe every 10 episodes or so you would have a, this episode is entirely dedicated to advancing the arc of the story.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's always, I think, been with genre fiction. Yeah, and that's always been, but I, I mean, you, you had, I mean, yeah, you bring up Buffy and stuff like that. And Joss Whedon, I think, pushed a serialization a bit more as time went on. Right, um,
0: Dollhouse,
1: no, no, Dollhouse. not even before Dollhouse. I'm talking within Buffy and within Angel. There was definitely, like, week-to-week storyline pushing going on. But right. even if we abandon that, like, let's think about uh, other sci fi like Earth 2. Do you remember Earth 2? Not a lot of people do. I, mean,
0: I, I, I never watched that, I don't think.
1: It had its own ongoing storyline, but it also was its own over the week kind of a thing. Um, right. y- you had Farscape. Farscape had right, no, its of the week, but then
0: right, again, again, I'm not saying. I guess my point is, I, I, I know that these we've, we've, these shows have done these things, and you can say Twin Peaks or you know any number of shows that that elevated it. I just think, I, I guess my point was that Flash or Arrow or Legends hold would hold up more would hold up better if we were comparing it to. Buffy, still, than it does still... when we're comparing it to Daredevil. Maybe, I mean maybe, I, 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 I still, you say, can't, honestly, you just, you can't do it. You can't really, you can't really compare because it's it's there's so many other things like nostalgia and production budgets and other things that I only watched
1: was. Buffy and Angel in the past few years. So for me, there's no real nostalgia factor involved.
0: Okay, but anyway, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk a little bit more about Iron Fist.
1: You really want to spoil Iron Fist? Because uh, okay, okay. What, what did you? What did you? What was your spoiler problem? Spoiler free, Iron you Fist? say, right? Spoiler, You're spoiler free. free. Spoiler free. Spoiler
0: free. What was your problem with Iron Fist?
1: Uh, it felt more like a regular network show. Okay, in in Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. By about halfway through the season, I had already a solid idea of okay. What's the major theme of this show? Jessica Jones is probably strongest in executing on its theme, which is control. Hmm. Where every major character in that show... Because like, the obvious thing that, of course, a lot of the writers and pundits drew from was the uh, allegory of rape victimization and other such... And other things like the uh, piece yeah. of relationships...
0: But Jessica Jones and the purple, that's very, very strong uh, imagery there with their relationship. Even
1: if you even if you take I mean, yes, there's that and it's very strong. But there's also just the fact that Jessica Jones herself. I mean, I I ended up rewatching the first episode tonight from the get go. Poor impulse control. She has no self control of herself. So part of it is just just several facets of control. Her one, uh, the one guy living in her apartment is a drug addict. Right. There are relationships where one person is the domineering one in control, mm-hmm. and the other person's mm-hmm. not, like the upstairs neighbors. So, I mean,
0: they're, they're, they're so you basically, you're you're, t- you're basically everything got tied into so that the, the the principal villain is someone who can control anyone yep. through the power They've of his built- voice, and you saw that. In in every relationship, they sort of did a figure. Many relationships and many situations, Joe, They fig sort of did a figure of that of that control, different control dynamics, right? Yes, so what does it is. To do with core, Iron Fished?
1: It is core. Iron Fish. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it is core to The protagonist's flaws. And it is also core to what that character's struggle is from the start to finish of the season. Jessica Jones is probably one of the most tightly knit television shows to ever exist, let alone one of the, uh, well, American television shows especially, um, let alone one of the best of the Marvel television shows. Like, honestly, season one of Daredevil and Jessica Jones are thus far the best Marvel has done in regards to their televised storytelling. Season two could have been there for reasons I might discuss later in this podcast, but iron fist, you want me to iron fist specifically is so incredibly messy because by time you finally really get to understand, okay, this is the theme they're trying to chase. Firstly, you're past where the other, the other shows were. Secondly, most of the characters kind of sloppily fit this theme. It's I mean duality is really what Iron Fist is about. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't plaster a yin and yang by the season's end. Uh, a yin yang, I mean. A yin right. yang symbol all over the place cuz or that they scattered it throughout the entire season cuz the whole thing is who is Danny is he Danny Rand or is he the Iron Fist? And You know, by by the end of the season, that's his conflict. Like, well, it's sort of his conflict. Who is he? And they wrap that up, and then they have a whole other conflict come about for the last episode. And it's so mishandled. And part of it is because they just started slow.
0: Right now, so that's that's an. I haven't finished the season yet, so I don't. That's more of a, you know. Bigger conceptual issue, um, and I can see some of that in in how, where the show's gone so far. About episode eight or nine, maybe uh, double check. Where, what my one of my biggest issues of the show is that I just whatever the actor's name is, I just don't believe that he's the Iron Fist. Finn Jones. Like, they, they, Finn, Finn Jones. An yeah, and, and he was. He's fine as Danny Rand. Um, And I think some of this is the acting. And some of this is the choreography. And the the fights and everything else. Which is another whole issue. But I just... I do not... Like... When I watch The Matrix... Keanu Reeves... Like, did Keanu Reeves know how to kung fu fight before he started filming that movie? No. He did not. But they made me believe... That Keanu Reeves was the one, or if you look he got more plugged recently, into the matrix he learned, yeah, uh, yeah. But now that I've actually seen his real life training for that, like Keanu <laughs> Reeves will like come well, into no, your house. that's the thing.
1: That's, like you even just say that. Um, what Finn Jones, the actor who plays Danny Rand, has said is they were basically on an eighteen-hour filming schedule. And he wouldn't get to do the choreography for a fight scene until about fifteen minutes before they had to
0: record. Yeah, I read that interview, and so that's that's somebody's fault though. That somebody is,
1: I agree with from that a scheduling
0: perspective actually. whether it was whether it was his fault or somebody else's fault. That's somebody's fault that you didn't take the time to enable the the actor to have what he needed, or that the actor was unable to do with what he what he could in the in the time. That he had, but well, that's the biggest disconnect for me. I, I do actually think some of it is in the choreography, where I felt like, like this guy is the champion of Kung and like these What they monks, need
1: to do, what they need to do is they need to get staff from Into the Badlands. Yes, which is evidently a show. I haven't. I think I tried watching the first episode; it didn't really grab me. But a lot of people have been talking about that lately as well because it's on Netflix, and evidently it's. A great martial arts television show.
0: Actually, why don't they just get staff from Daredevil? <laughs> because they're working
1: on either the the Defenders or the Defenders. Daredevil season three
0: or something. Yeah, because <laughs> that just that was I think that was what it was a step back in that direction. Um, and again, but the I just, thing
1: I, the thing that also makes Daredevil more interesting is the fact that here's one of the big divides you're always going to have Like one of the reasons that Daredevil's choreography was also so good wasn't just the nature of the choreography it's unlike the cinematic universe you're seeing Matt Murdock get beat up and you see that he is a human and it was the first real superhero thing in a long time at least where you see a more human side to the fighting And they Mm -hmm. sold it. They sold it really well. You see him get tired. You see him throw punches with exhaustion. And Finn Jones, you can't have that. So the choreography had to change immediately to begin with. Like The very nature of it needs to be different because you can't see Finn Jones get tired fighting these guys because he's supposed to be the greatest martial arts master. Unfortunately, partially due to the scheduling, as you said, partially due to the scheduling, partially due to the direction of it, and partially just due to, I don't know, a lot of things, it doesn't really sell it. It doesn't really sell the action. And unfortunately, (laughs) the characters aren't enough to make up for that.
0: Yeah. And and I think that one thing about that action I will say is the first episode, I actually really liked the way they had him dealing with the security guards. Do you remember that scene?
1: That's where I could tell right from the get-go. It's like, oh, okay, I get what they're trying to go with because... He looks like he's putting no effort into it.
0: And he's not and he's also very deliberately I like the way he was very deliberately not injuring anyone or doing anything other than essentially using their force against them to move them out of his way and prevent them from hurting him. Uh, but
1: none of the fights, honestly, throughout the season, like because Daredevil, you always think of at the very least the hallway fight. I also think about the one from the first episode. I think about um, oh shoot, there's a couple later on that I can't. Remember when exactly he when he fights the
0: hand, the, um, the yes. hand ninja later in the season. Yes, that, um, that is a
1: that is a great fight. In fact, no, that's the thing. Like you can start thinking about fights from that first season. That it's like oh yeah. Like that—that that really stood out. And um, there was
0: also like that—that that hallway fight scene. What I guess at the second time I watched through the the series, there's an emotional impact to that, where yeah. that is that is the end. That is how Matt Murdock ends his, you know, uh, horrible, no good, very bad day. Is with <laughs> this with this triumph. You know, he wakes up at the beginning of the episode in a dumpster. He has been beaten and thrown in a dumpster and he ends with this incredible fight and saving this kid. And there's like, there's a, there's a motion to that. And I didn't feel like any of the fights, um, really did that for me with, and again, maybe some of that might be, finn jones some of that's on the producers but anyway i say so a lot of it's
1: on the writing i mean we we'll think about right, it yeah.
0: when
1: when you really get to the first few episodes the real the like and this is again where i go back and look at the other shows and all the other shows you have the characters uh struggling with their interpersonal relationships struggling with their dual like there's always a conf- there's an internal conflict that we get right from the get-go In the first couple of episodes, the only conflict we get is, I'm Danny Rand. Danny Rand's dead. Who the hell are you? We don't believe you. But no, guys, I'm Danny Rand. And I am the Iron Fist. My fist glows in the dark. And it's like, oh, my God. I understand he's been away from society for 15 years. But this is frustrating because I've seen this before. I've seen the media before where you have. And this is like, okay, not all movies are the first time someone's seen something adults are watching this show and we don't want to deal with, oh God, now he's now he's locked up in the asylum and now we have to go through all this crap or he's inevitably going to say something where people think he's crazy. Holy crap. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm sick of that. And that's the yeah. only conflict. There is no B plot to the first few episodes. There's only the A plot and those first few episodes feel like they take forever because of it. And... By time we're done with that, Danny Rand's struggle is that he's too nice of a guy for business. Yeah. Like he's just so nice and the rest of the world doesn't like it. And it's like, no, no, no. I was actually need... kind of a
0: little annoyed, annoyed with him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. That, and, I mean, uh, that, like, Colleen he, Wing was cool. I liked Colleen Wing. Everybody likes Colleen Wing, right?
1: Yeah, she's a good character. She's a good actress. The show should have been about her instead. She should have had a lot more screen time.
0: That would have been... That would, that Daughter would have been of the show. Dragon.
1: That would have been a so much better show than Iron Fist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. She, she was better. Claire, I have mixed feelings about because in some ways, you know, her reaction to the events are, oh my God, not again. And legitimately, like... F you guys. I'm sick of this crap. And then she also does and says stuff where it's, this is one episode where they have so many connections to the other characters. It's like, no, Danny, you cannot do this alone, but I will not call my friend in hell's kitchen. That could come and help. And it's
0: that much harder. Like, okay. Hey, you know, Hey, wait, wait, wait. I I know somebody who's fought the hand before. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's like, I know someone that's dealt with this crap.
1: I mean, because at least, at least Luke Cage is out of town. I forget where Jessica Jones is, but I mean... I'm probably Claire drinking.
0: Does,
1: probably <laughs> drinking. I mean, Claire doesn't have that much of a connection, and Hogarth would only have a mile connect. Like, But, come on, man, Matt Murdoch. And I'm hoping future seasons of these shows will feature crossovers a lot more often, like more often like you're starting to see in the cinematic universe because we need that because they're all in New York so it doesn't make sense now. It doesn't make sense that they don't,
0: yeah, they don't teach it and see that's one thing, bringing it way back, is one thing the CW is getting right is they're having a lot of fun crossing over the universes
1: and at the very least, they're in different cities, so you can excuse the fact that it'll be like weeks apart when a character but, doesn't show up.
0: But they also, I mean, but they still like, even on a on a fairly regular basis, you'll just have like one of the, you'll have a, a secondary character now show up in a in another in another show, just for fun, like oh, like. You don't even think about it. Like, that's one of the things they've done so well. You don't even think about the fact that, like, oh, wait, he's not on Flash. He's on Legends or whatever. And and they, they integrate it really well. And if you do need, if you do watch one episode of Supergirl, watch the Flash crossover, the original Flash crossover from season one of Supergirl.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of good. Actually, evidently, those are the best episodes of the Flash and Supergirl.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the the crossover episodes are always really fun, and and so that's what we're gonna get with Defenders, right? That's the hope. I mean, and that's what get... I'm
1: wondering. I'm wondering if 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 Iron Fist Danny Rand is in some ways the Thor of the Netflix universe, <laughs> in that he works the best in the ensemble films, and doesn't do so well on his own stuff. Again, because part of it's, though, the way the series was written. Part of it is also, I mean, he's just too nice of a guy. And his inner conflict was handled horribly. And now, I mean... I, I just feel like having this naive, nice guy next to someone as cynical and bitter as Jessica Jones... I mean, you, ha- y- y- you have your straight face and you have your comedy man. Now you have your laugh man.
0: So... There we go. Where,
1: where can we go with that?
0: And that's kind of—I mean—that's hopefully the I, I, Marvel has done a really good job with uh, drawing from the comics, and that is to some degree his his role in the comics is he's the you know like Mister like chill Buddha guy, and you know Luke Cage is Luke Cage is ready to to bust some heads, and and Iron Fist is like you know Namaste or whatever <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't think he actually says namaste, but that, that's kind of the, the, the vibe you get from Iron Fist. So hopefully, I'm sure they'll... I, I'm in, I'm hoping that they have... Whoever was working on Jessica Jones and Daredevil that wasn't working on Iron Fist is working on Defenders.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the hope. And you know what part... And that might be part of the problem with Iron Fist, because this character also, like, like the actor needed to not only be working on Iron Fist, but at some point needed to start working on Defenders as well. Because he's the last one beforehand, and meanwhile, you know, Jessica Jones, long since done filming, uh, Daredevil Season 2, long since done filming, and Luke Cage, good gap. Like, by time they were, like, by the time Luke Cage was on Netflix, they were probably starting to do filming or something. So, I feel like, at the very least, Maybe season two of Iron Fist will be good, but hopefully, I mean, by then we're hopefully going to have a Punisher television series on Netflix.
0: And maybe Um, they'll just, maybe it'll be one, maybe one season will be enough, or maybe they'll, they'll figure out how to fix the issues. Um, with, it may make me believe, for me, the issue is make me believe that, that Finn Jones is, Iron Fist. Make and me believe again, he is the champion of Kun Lun, that he's not just like some guy who can do Tai Chi pretty well.
1: Get some of the guys leading into the Badlands and maybe you can. So we'll have to see. Um, but, I mean, other, otherwise, is there, any, is there anything else to discuss? Again, I mean, I've stopped watching the CW. Yeah. Maybe I'll catch up when they're and all you have, on Netflix. And
0: you, and you haven't watched Legion yet. I mean, I think obviously we don't, you know, there's nothing revelatory or groundbreaking here, but we're having a bit of a superhero TV renaissance going on right now. Uh, with the
1: Spandex Invasion,
0: yeah, the Spandex Invasion, with a lot of uh, a lot of different shows trying different things. Gotham is trying to be as crazy as possible. Legion I can't believe is, it's
1: still on air.
0: Legion is basically just awesome. Um, Netflix is having some missteps, but they're overall are producing some of the best uh, genre superhero shows out there right now. Um, as a whole it's it's the probably the best catalog of them. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a great time to, to love superheroes and comic books. And to the cool thing about it is, you know, you get to, you get to share it with other people, right? Because I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bust out the Marvel unlimited app and, and get my wife to read back issues of Iron Fist, <laughs> but she, she'll watch the show with me, you know? Uh, well, I'm
1: also wondering if that helps me, like. For some of that CW drama that I can't stand, I mean, that seems to be the pervading... I mean, because it happened in Once Upon a Time as well. Like, that kind of, like, characters can't dare progress, and therefore we must keep retreading old storylines because network television, like... that seems non granted, then again. Comic books. I mean, it's kind of fitting because comic books.
0: Right, comic books, so. you, you run a few, a few years and then you... Sort of recent. I'm, I'm waiting for right now. If you have been following comics in the least, I'm like, when are they going to actually bring back all the original characters who were these things? Like, Bruce Banner is dead. Uh, Thor, Odin's son, is not Thor. Um, <laughs> which doesn't make Well, a from lot what of... I can
1: tell, Marvel's basically gender swapping a lot of their major right. characters. So. Right,
0: right. Uh, Tony Stark is like not around uh captain america has had his brain scrambled by a cosmic cube and is now a secret hydra agent uh well,
1: that's why he's a hydra okay yeah so it was a it was I a cosmic wanna...
0: it was a cosmic cube thing it was a, well, like the it was a shard of a cosmic cube that transformed into a little you know girl at...
1: you know what you know what you stop there I think the CW shows are being true to their source
0: material. Now that you mention it, now that you mention it, now that you now that you think about comics a little bit, it really, it really. I understand anyway.
1: why I don't really uh, read them much. This is where I wanted Gotham to be more like the Long Halloween or Batman Year One, which are better than that crap. <laughs> so. Yes. Um. No, I mean. You're. Right. I mean, the thing for me is again, like I, I just, I'm used to like when all television was generally the regular old crap. I was used to more serialized, serious anime that I started watching, and I could always fall back on after you know everyone was enlightened by the goodness that was Firefly, and at this point, like after the Marvel Netflix shows, it's just. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that Fox with their X. I want the X Men to remain separate from the cinematic universe, the Marvel universe, because they've got so much already it would become cluttered with the X Men. And with Deadpool, Logan, and now Legion being really good stuff, I hope Fox just keeps on this X Men streak. I want them to keep doing a good job and they've got other stuff coming too like and you even said like abc got and Humans coming um there's something oh, yeah, there's a
0: new x there's a new x-men show coming um that yeah. seems to sound That sounds a little bit more like a more traditional x-men type plot than the just crazy mind exploding legion
1: but hopefully, it's. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, even if it's not as Stanley Kubrick, maybe it'll at least be Steven Spielberg, early Steven Spielberg, like
0: seventies <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg. No. yeah, they've got they've got a lot of good good stuff coming. Um, I, honestly, it's what's, what's interesting about them is I'm less excited about the, you know, the X Men, the next X Men franchise movie, than I am about all of the peripheral tangentially X-Men-related things they're doing now. Um,
1: Hey, man, that's... I, I agree, I agree. I mean, and as long as... And maybe that's the route of it. Maybe that's use these opportunities to do something different. Like, Daredevil was very different in tone. And even watching, again, starting the beginning of Jessica Jones, the tone of it, different than Daredevil, very different from the cinematic universe... Luke Cage had a bit of a black exploitation thing going on as well as some other sort of mm. crime nature. They they feel different from what we've normally been getting. They all manage to feel different from each other so as long as we have that maybe that's part of the problem. F- uh, with Iron Fist, I mean. Iron Fist like there's some similar story beats throughout the season to the other shows and if you can can't help but draw comparisons.
0: And, so, and 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 if it was supposed to be like a fish out of water kung fu movie
1: they did a bad job
0: of they did a bad job i've seen too many Jackie chan movies to think that that could have <laughs> been half decent
1: uh, <laughs> i saw a rush hour i saw a rush hour in a uh, high noon <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no um but yeah a lot of a lot of options out there if you're a pretentious bastard like me, there's still stuff to watch, just a lot less. And if you just love superheroes, then there's a whole lot out there for you to watch. Just every week, keep being pissed off at
0: Barry Allen for being Barry Allen. Or be, you know, they've been spreading out, they're spreading it out to the rest of the team too. Oh, so everyone's an idiot asshole. Everyone's, an, I think Barry's been getting a little better, and everyone else has been getting a little dumber. So, oh
1: god, that doesn't sound <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> there's, there's only there's like a limited amount of intelligence in the universe.
1: You got to share. when one person They got to share
0: from the pool of it. When one person gets smarter, somebody else gets dumber. Oh my that's, god. That's television. And on that bomb show
1: <laughs> all right everyone thanks for thanks for sticking with us and listening and uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go play more Zelda Breath of the wild or something better watch more Jessica Jones
0: I'm probably gonna go catch up on CW superhero shows you're not gonna sleep
1: no <laughs> all right have a good night everyone